Rockin' Arcan, Megan Ottolini, going until 6 p.m. Um, if you're a uh, Patriots fan, some of you out there are still rooting for Tom Brady. Some of you maybe not anymore. I think some people may be over Tom Brady at this point. I'm not one of those people. I was very much rooting for him, especially yesterday, because the Celtics smoked Charlotte. The Bruins smoked uh, Philly. And then we had all that time. We had like three, four hours to wait until we get to watch Tom Brady maybe well, beat I'm the... I'm rooting for Tom Brady. Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, Robert. So was I. And, uh, well, we all saw the game. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a massacre. I mean, that was a tough way for Brady to go out. If he's going out, looks like he's going out of Tampa at the very least. Uh, do you think he should stop playing? Should he stop playing football? Should Tom Brady keep playing football? I, if you're asking me my personal opinion, yes, personal I would have, I would have quit after the Tampa Super Bowl if I were him. Would have been a nice way to go would've out, been right? Perfect, Mwah, like little bow on it, everything. But that's not the decision he made. That's not the road he took. And now I feel like he has no choice but to keep moving forward, right? So he missed going his exit out like that. <laughs> you know, I guess it depends what opportunities he has. If he can go to Miami, that makes a whole lot of sense. He'll be there with the guy upstairs, you know, <laughs> chiming in from the upstairs on the headset somewhere to Mike McDaniel. So who knows what that dynamic will be like. But um, I don't think he should. No. Like, he he can still play. I don't think that last game was indicative of who he is as a quarterback right now with all the passes getting batted down and overthrowing and throwing the stupid pick and throwing into quadruple coverage. I don't think that's indicative of who he is as a whole. It was kind of a weird year for him. I mean, and I'm just talking about on the field. There was a lot that happened in his life, but just in terms of the the way that he sort of played and how the season kind of, you know, rounded out into the way it did. I watched this team and sort of whenever the Bucks were playing, it kind of seemed like they would win in spite of themselves anytime they yeah. won a game, you know, like you don't think of that when you think of Tom Brady. You think that when you lose, you lose because some freak thing happened. But for them, it was, like, freaky when they won. It was, like, surprising. It felt like they were out of control all the time. Yeah, like a guy like a guy skiing down a hill and he couldn't stop. You know what I mean? You just you get to the end and you hope you don't crash and burn. But they did. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, they, they completely owned them from the opening day. The only thing they couldn't do was kick an extra point. Other than that, they owned Tampa Bay in just about every single possible way that you could. And I'll tell you what, I still don't think Dallas is going to, go much further maybe than the division round. I think they probably will get beat there, but they they not not as fraudulent as they thought they were. I thought that Tampa could beat them. I thought that Tampa might actually um, you know, make them look really bad and hold them to 13 points and it'd be one of those 17 to 13 type of games, you know, like those lame playoff games that you get once in a while, but Dallas did exactly what they were supposed to do and watching Brady come off that field, I mean, He's out of Tampa for sure. I think that everyone is... You say for sure. I think for sure he's leaving Tampa. I don't think there's a a snowball's chance in hell. And this is just my belief. I don't know anything. That's up for talk show debate. What do you guys think? That's exactly right. I think that he's gone. He's out of there. And if it was up to him, he probably wouldn't even been there this year. Uh, He probably would have been in Miami. I think with you that Miami is is the obvious choice. But should it be? Should that be the obvious choice for Tom Brady? There's other places that could use quarterbacks. There's lots of teams out there that need quarterbacks. Is Miami the best place from a football perspective for him to go? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's got Tyreek Hill yeah. and Waddle. True. Why well, not? There's I, a uh, there's a good offense in Vegas and a coach that he knows who's not a weird stoner. Yeah, but then he <laughs> has know? to live in Vegas. 
Ooh, and he, wow. He, I mean, he's you, it's hard to get further away Recently from... divorced Tom Brady has to live oh, in Vegas. God. What a terrible thing. No, no, that actually does not sound good for his health. I'm just going to throw that out there. If he's trying to, like, go out, you know, on a high in the just right way... Just meet a nice girl in Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying... Look, I understand people actually live in Vegas. Like, people don't live on the Strip. I mm-hmm. get that. I just... It doesn't really make sense in terms of... I, I know that you disregard his commitment to his family and his kids being on the East Coast, but... All the kids are on the East Coast. If it was a choice between Miami and uh, and Vegas, I still think Miami all the way. Here are the teams that, by my count, need or may need quarterbacks next year. Um, Miami's one, obviously, with Tua being uncertain. The Jets are another. Uh, Vegas certainly will. If Jackson leaves, Baltimore is going to need a quarterback. The Colts are going to need a quarterback. I think Tennessee needs a quarterback. Wait. What? He's not going to Baltimore. I didn't say he was going to Baltimore. Okay, I'm just, I'm just to the thinking teams. that would be the weirdest. No, that no, would no, be no. weird. I'm just giving you the teams. Uh, Tennessee, I think, could use a quarterback. Houston, Washington, Carolina, New Orleans, San Francisco, and uh, of course Tampa Bay. If he's leaving there, but he can't go back. So. San Francisco has too many quarterbacks. Yeah, they do, but they also don't. Re- if you have too many quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. You know. Well, it's. Kind of, I mean, I think it's fascinating, San Francisco, and ties into this because Dallas is going to see them next weekend. True. But San Francisco is in such a weird spot because Kyle Shanahan has just made it out to look like he can turn anybody into a good starting quarterback in the league. Yeah. It is so bizarre. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Brock Purdy, but what are they going to do with Trey Lance? What are That's they, a good that question. first-round quarterback they that they moved so up much. for. Yeah. And they still, like, the knock on him, he was so raw coming out of college, and then he doesn't play the, he barely plays the first year, and then he doesn't play because he gets hurt after the first two games this year. They still don't know what he is, and they haven't, got, they barely gotten to develop him. He, they were, like, years behind with him, and he was already years behind coming into the draft. It's like the most lost quarterback ever. We talk about Mac losing a year because of all the craziness that went on, they, they like, they're too successful to invest in Trey Lance now. Or it's like a sunken cost fallacy if you study economics. And it's like, well, we already we already went in on him. Be a Brock Purdy who's winning games for them. Jimmy Garoppolo was having a great year for them. This offense, the only person who couldn't run it was Trey Lance. <laughs> like, honestly, like that was the only time that this offense didn't look it's like bizarre. a wagon. You yeah. can't make George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel look good. And oh, by the way, we're going to trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I mean, seriously, what do they do with him? Are there are there other teams who look at Trey Lance at just like who he is at this point? And they're like, yeah, we're we're all in on develop, developing him. He's just like a couple years behind. He has that bad injury. He's a kick the tires kind of guy at this point. It's you know? so odd. The first team that popped into my mind when you said that, because they will need a quarterback, is the Houston Texans. They they keep their number yep. two pick, and they can trade everything else and go, listen, we got nothing to lose at this point. You know, Chances are we're going to bring in a third head coach that's going to get fired anyways. Why wouldn't the Houston Texans be the right team to just go, hey, you know what, you, you, there's zero expectations for you here, Trey. You're going to be fine. We'll figure this out. We'll take a shot on you. Yeah. Or like their like future mystery Davis flavors. Mills. Put him in the mix with like the Carolina quarterbacks or maybe, you know, with the Colts or something like that's his future. He's going to be in the that mix with like two like other That doesn't feel like a successful QBs. future. It's not, but that's where he, I mean, that's where we are with him at this point. And uh, it's too bad for San Francisco because they traded so much to get him, which was such a mistake. 
But uh, they've survived it. I mean, they've certainly uh, come out of that, making a horrible trade to get a quarterback that they can't even play, and they're the best team in the NFC. That's also running under the premise that Brock Purdy isn't going to turn into a pumpkin next week or the week after. I don't think he is. You really don't? I I would not rule that out. I would not rule that out. He flashed pumpkin against the Seahawks. Gross. He flashed a little pumpkin, and then he got himself set straight. It was like, oh, okay, Brock Purdy is going to come back down to earth. And then, nope. Like, I really think Kyle Shanahan I, can make anybody look like that. It's wild. That sounds like something we did out the window of the school bus. On the flash, way home. Pumpkin. Flash, flash pumpkin. Flash a little pumpkin. That's um, illegal in some states. I think it is. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Let's go to Jimmy in Hingham, who has a uh, thought on the Patriots quarterback situation. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, what's happening? How you doing, Jimmy? Good, good, good. You know, I, I know you guys are still ping-ponging around with this uh, with Matt, but, I mean, he's toast. He really is. I mean, he's, he's so shell-shocked. He couldn't hit the inside of a shipping container with a pass. I mean, he's missed more passes than Jesus. I okay, mean, he's yeah. just terrible. Than Jesus, huh? Right. Anyway, what's, uh, so what? So what do they do? So, you know, I, you know, you guys are all forgetting about Zap. I mean, this guy's got accolades coming out, you know, the zoo. I mean, he's hard-nosed football, a little short, but he's got the zip and the step. The fans are behind him. Save the money. Put him in the position. Launch back. Spend the money elsewhere. All right. Thanks for the call, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Um, I didn't think we were still getting zappy calls. That's your guy. But Patriots scored over 30 points one time this year, and Zappy was the quarterback. Oh, good. Therefore, he should be the quarterback of the Ipso future. Ipso facto. <laughs> Put him in, Bill. I, I think we I saw know. how you beat Bailey Zappi easily during that Chicago Bears game. Yeah. You just hold him at bay, like, you know, yeah. and little brother not, trying to punch you. To, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine him, teams game planning for Bailey Zappi? Oh, my God. I don't got to rush the quarterback. I can just stand two yards downfield mm-hmm. and put my hands up, and he'll throw the ball into my hands every single yep. time. Great. Can we have Wednesday off? A little bit of Tom Brady doing that, too, uh, yesterday, unfortunately. Yeah, just like <laughs> just, I can't. Like, it just makes me so mad. And I know, like I've been, I've been a little bit negative ever since we started talking about Duke. So I'm just gonna say that uh, that's not the answer. Yeah, okay. the fried chick. Mm. <laughs> Let's try Dylan in Westfield. Go ahead, Dylan. Hey, so in regards to Brady, um, I think he's gonna go to Las Vegas because two is already pretty set. There's they even committed to him. At least who knows how that'll go. And then you got for San Fran, Purdy, Garoppolo, Lance. Like, that's pretty set. But for Las Vegas to say that Derek Carr, who's, I wouldn't say he's great, but I would say he's at least top 15, to say he's gone, they don't have a backup option. I feel like, I feel like that's just set that Brady is going to end up going there. It just, it just sounds. And playing in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they need him the most, I'd say. I'd say they need him more than, uh, than these other teams. That's, that's for sure. I don't think the Dolphins necessarily need him. I think the Dolphins could bring in another average to above average quarterback and have that – because that's what I think Tua was prior to this year. And you could bring in someone like that and all of a sudden have that team back up and running. Um, you don't need Tom Brady. I think that out of all the teams, the one that probably needs him the most would be Vegas. Uh, I think you're forgetting about somebody. You guys are all forgetting about somebody there. That's Jared Stidham. Yeah. That's true. He had one great game. Oh, he did. And, uh, you're forgetting about the him. The Vegas equivalent of Bailey Zappi. Yes, <laughs> yes right. I forget. Uh, Bailey Zappi is... He should uh, be the quarterback of the future. Look how good he was. <laughs> 617, <clears throat> excuse me, 779-7937. There's your phone number. Matt and Walpole, go ahead. What's going on? Yeah, I keep hearing that, that Miami would be a landing spot for Brady, 
And uh, I just, I don't even see how that's possible. I mean, forget the fact that that they've already confirmed that two is their starting quarterback next year. I mean, mm-hmm. the big thing was I would Brady's say, offensive line. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So Brady had the big gripe about his offensive line. I don't know why he would want to go from a team that had a pass block win rate percentage of 55% to a pass block win rate percentage of 55%. They have the same offensive line. They're, they're equally as bad. Well, Not maybe they, they may, Matt, obviously, if they brought in Tom Brady, I would think they'd do some other things too. I don't think they just bring not allowed, plop you are, them right you are there in the not team. Not allowed to touch the offensive line in the off season. That's do how nothing. the Patriots yeah, I mean, ended up here. I know. I, you're uh, not, well, you're allowed to send Shaq Mason out. You're not allowed to bring anyone <laughs> right. in. So it's going to stay exactly at fifty five percent. Why would you want to? Why would you want to live in Miami instead of Tampa Bay? Yeah, it's all Florida. I mean, there's certainly no difference between those two destinations. I was going to say there's certainly nothing uh, that we have in legal papers showing that Brady has expressed any interest in ever being in Miami ever. Don't know anything about that. He certainly never bought any property in Miami. Nope. And Tua, I mean, what's preventing Tua from being the starter next season? Nothing. Except his brain. Coach <laughs> says he's great. Other than that. They're and... laughing their asses off at McGruber. I'd it say was communicated that... to me through the um, upstairs. Yeah, man. The dude upstairs he said <laughs> something. Voice. I forget, man. Dave's <laughs> not here, man. Uh, 617-779-7937. My There's cold your phone favorite number. classic movie, McGruber, yeah, man, that he yeah. watched and was like laughing with me. should be yeah, fired dude. for that. I was baked, man. Uh, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. Ryan Garvin's got your trending, and then we're right back with your phone calls. The reason, I guess, as we kick it around, why would the Patriots put out a release? And it has just as much to do with, you know, showing teams, hey, hands off, he's our guy, but also making sure that Gerard Mayo understands expressly what Josh McDaniels didn't understand in 2017 when the Indianapolis Colts came calling. He never knew the Patriots wanted him to stick around. I mean, I talked to him during that year, and he would say, they have shown no inclination at all of keeping me. So that's why we all, okay, and McDaniels himself goes and takes the job, and then the Patriots say, we'd really like you to stay. Well, that really damaged his brand. It's Tommy Kern. Is that today with uh, Andy and Christian with Gresham Fourier? It's Arkin and uh, Mego here. He says the Patriots are trying to avoid the mistakes with Mayo that they made with Josh McDaniels. Is Gerard Mayo the new Josh McDaniels? Because there's some similarities there for sure. Um... He has a chance to go interview. It's not exactly the same. McDaniels took a job. I mean, he said yes, yes to the job and had a staff all hired and his office all cleaned out and he was on his way to the airport and then they brought him back in and somehow Jedi mind tricked him into staying and leaving everybody in Indy out in the lurch. Mayo, it didn't get that far. He canceled his interviews. Um, is this is this because he wants to be here? Is it because the Patriots made him a promise? Or is it maybe because his market wasn't quite as hot as we thought it was? I think it's the first part for sure that he wants to be here. Um, But, you know, he hasn't had a ton of progress in his coaching career over the last two seasons, just in terms of the title, how it looks from the outside. I think it's more indicative, though, than the last two questions you asked there. It's more indicative that the Patriots ownership is trying to learn from past mistakes and understanding that. Even if they are telling Bill that they would really like a certain coach to be here, a young, sought-after coach, that message might not always be getting through to that coach. Mm. 
And so it's kind of taking it in their own hands and saying, we're going to put out this statement to let Mayo know that we value him very much here. And the key part of that statement, long term, we want him to be part of our long term plan. You can read into that however you want to. If you think that means that the next step after Bill is Mayo as head coach and that that's some kind of promise behind closed doors and that that somehow is different than Josh McDaniels. That's an interesting road to walk down. But I think the most important thing here is ownership taking a little bit of control in this situation and saying, we're going to do everything we can to let you know that you are wanted here, that if we want, we want to be your number one choice, even though these other destinations might be throwing something else at you. Does it seem like the crafts are in so many words, saying, we want you here beyond Bill Belichick. Yes. We want you to connect this uh, when Belichick leaves. We want you to, yes. Long term. That's an odd sort of thing to be saying and collaborating with Bill on, right? We want this guy to replace you is basically what it seems like they're saying. And I'm surprised that Bill Belichick, so, you know, okay, yeah, fine. Let's let's bring him on in then. <laughs> let's see how it works. And I'll open my world to him and all the other crap he said back when, you know, the same thing was happening with Josh McDaniels. Uh, Belichick's older now, obviously. He's going to turn 71 soon. So I think that what happened here is either Mayo's interviews, and I think you know this sometimes, like you got to take the interview before you get offered the job, but not always. Sometimes a team knows who they want to hire, and the interview's a formality, and they just sort of, you know, it's it's a done deal basically before they even walk in the door. I don't think that was the case here with Mayo, with the Cleveland defensive coordinator or with the Panthers head coaching job. If it was he would have at least taken the interview, right? Especially, look, yeah. we forget, Mayo is really young. Yeah. He's really young for this. He's around the same age as Josh was when he went out to Denver. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that he's still a quantity, to speak this way, that uh, people outside of New England want to learn about. Some of the interviews might be, hey, we just want to meet with him and get a sense of, you know, who he is, how he communicates, how he sees the league, how he sees his players that he has right now and his role in that team. Like, it may be a fact-finding mission. I just think that what you can take from this is the crafts don't want to risk a thing. So they, whatever is going on behind closed doors right now, it's enough to have him canceling interviews, Mm -hmm. a head coaching interview with the Panthers, because there is something very sweet in New England where he wants to be. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, It seems like there's something more. Because at the very least, you take the interview, unless you know it's just a sham, unless you know that they're doing it for the Rooney rule, or, you know, they just have you on a list, but they really like somebody else. Yeah, they have somebody else. That they really have in mind, like Dayball and Flores, you know, and Bill's texting the wrong Brian. uh, Something along those lines. But either way, Mayo, they're making the commitment, it seems like it, uh, the Patriots are, because they're getting him to sort of act in a way. I also wonder, too, his market isn't, Super hot. I mean, the defensive coordinator for Cleveland's fine. Head coach in Carolina is obviously a you know head coach in the league. That's a big deal. But I thought there'd be more coordinator uh, openings, people calling for that. I thought there'd be more people calling him about potentially head coaching, too. And you're not seeing that much of it. I mean, maybe they all sort of know. Maybe they know to stay away. And maybe you're not seeing that much of it because... All these years in New England, and he can't even make defensive coordinator. You know, maybe some teams are sort of looking at it like that. Well, what's wrong with him? Why Why won't they make him defensive coordinator in New England? Oh, they're going to make him the assistant head coach now after however many years, but he's still not D.C. Well, what are and, our titles? Somebody tell me what it's like. I don't even have a business card. Exactly. What, what am I supposed to do? You know, so I wonder. I wonder if that played into mm, it a little bit. I don't think it's any uh, mystery to anyone outside of New England 
what is going on with the leadership on the defensive side of the ball, that it's why the duties are shared. And that's not a knock on Steve Belichick. Like, mm-hmm. he does a fine job. Players like him, all that. Um, in terms of his market, though, look, so some of the teams that are going to be looking for coaches are still playing, yep. even though they're successful. Uh, those coaches are going to be, they're going to have coaches who are departing for bigger jobs and getting scooped up, and then they're going to have empty holes and everything. And we're still seeing, like, look at Chargers today yeah. are just letting a couple of their coaches go. So it seems like Should everything... Should be letting their head coach go. But, yeah, yeah, it seems like things happen all at once, but it really is... It really is more of a process and that he got two interview offers within four days or whatever it was after their last game. I think that indicates that there is a hot market out there for him. I don't know if there would be a ton of head coaching jobs. Denver, Indy. I mean, that's just two. I don't know. I don't know who else is getting fired or who else is going to be looking to well, who make knows a change, what's going to happen in Indy. In Indy, I mean, it's anybody's guess. I I, I know that, but Denver. I thought Denver Rod, was you understand. In we are well, the upper quartile of upper quartiles. This is really a big position for you to fill. I would also say, in defense of Gerard Mayo, by all indications, last year he impressed a lot of people with his interviews. I think he interviewed with the Broncos and he interviewed with the Eagles as well so to Megan's point it's still kind of early in the process I mean who knows maybe next week we're talking about two coaches that absolutely need to go and need to be fired and Gerard could have interviewed there I think it's it's a testament to how badly this team wants to keep Gerard Mayo in house I think that all right so here's the teams you got Arizona Indianapolis um uh Denver and I thought Denver was interested in him. I'm surprised that they didn't uh, they didn't come out. Uh, Denver he, is interested in everybody right Houston now. Houston and um, Carolina, right? Am I missing anybody? I think that's all five. That, that's all of them. All right. One team that needs a head coach reached out. The other four didn't. And I'm not sure how needs a defensive coordinator or not, but one interview, you know, like I, 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 people talked about Mayo like he was a really hot commodity. Like there was going to be bidding wars for him. Like teams were going to be really trying to pull him away. And Arcan, the Patriots had to act is, fast. There is a bidding war right now. Is I there? mean, that's what the Between statement the is about. And, it and seems who? like, look, we're not, I, I was joking about this earlier. Like I love with you guys, I love NFL interview Twitter that, you know, you look, oh, the commanders are putting out, they're interviewing so-and-so. Right. and Just talk I, about that. It's just, like, so weird, and it takes me back to the statement that the Patriots put out last week, which is basically the crafts, you know, putting the flag in the ground and saying, mm-hmm. this is our guy, back off. And then he did, he backed off from the interviews. Yeah, it's true. So uh, that's a, it's at least he's leveraging his position with the Patriots against these two other interviews at least. Yeah, but if he's just going to come to the Patriots, then where's the let? You know what I mean? What's the, the leverage, leverage is that he's going to get a higher title. He's going to get a pay bump, and maybe they're going to start opening the world to him. Maybe. We'll I see. I want you to be by my side. I'm going to open my world to you. Gross. Uh, 617-779-7937. Flash some pumpkin. There's your yeah. phone number. Don't flash your pumpkin at me. Uh, Dane is in Bill Ricca. Go ahead, Dane. Hello? Hi, Dane. Hi, Dane. Hi. Uh I was just going to say something about where Tom Brady's going. Um, I know everyone keeps saying Vegas. I don't think it's Vegas simply because if you look at the numbers, their defense was dead last. And, yeah, he has ties with McDaniels, but that doesn't mean McDaniels is going to be able to coach a good defense or just be a good head coach. Miami, I don't think, is going to happen either. The only team that I think will be the best fit and has a damn good defense is New England. And I can see him – and Bill Belichick just riding off in the sunset together for like one, two more years. And if the Patriots especially trade, 
for, say, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I put it right there that Brady's coming back to New England. Where's Dang. all this money coming from? That's a good question. Um, well, I think I heard that the Patriots have a, a pretty, um, what, what is it? The cap room is pretty high for the Patriots this coming year. They'll so have right, some thanks, cap space. Dude. They'll have some cap They're space. They're not going to have $80 million. You, you think get Jake Bailey off the books. I mean, the sky is the limit for this team. You think? First of all, you think that Brady's going to be looking around the league thinking, what defense is the best that I want to join the team with the best defense? No. He's going to look around the league and say, where can I go, finish my careers, throw a bunch of touchdowns, and maybe win a Super Bowl? Like Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry? And he, Ooh, you think he's going to look back. He's going to look at this Patriots team and this offense that just played this past year and say, right, that's where I need to be. I don't want to be snarky here. Oh, please be snarky. If I was a fan, I would feel the same way. I'd be like, bring our boy home. Come on. Like, he's had a tough year. Bring him back here. The Belichick and Brady back together. Oh, right off into the sunset. I just don't. That that doesn't seem to be the way that he operates at all. Yeah. Why would he want to go backward? Brady and Belichick in 2019 were also here together, and they it was a, a Logan Ryan moonwalking into the end zone into the into the sunset is how that ended so i don't know that bringing them back and putting them in this situation is going to be good for anybody i don't even think it's like a personal thing neither one them. of them i don't think would want that to happen either. i think they both are have are just have moved on and you know what guys you got to move on too i'm sorry to say i don't gotta do you anything gotta, and i'm looking at you arcan you gotta move shut on shut up <laughs> Everybody's got uh, what? Wouldn't that be a lot of fun? It's a Tom, healthy Tom, thing to do. Tom Brady comes back and he looks terrible in like his third game and his fourth game. And if everyone's Tom like, Tom Brady Mac, comes Mac, back, Mac. <laughs> Even worse, Brady comes back, he looks terrible. Everyone's like, Zappy, Zappy. That'd be me. I'd be chanting for Zappy. You know what? Listen, I'm in. Bring him back. I want to see that. If Tom Brady comes back, he has to be 2003 Tom Brady. He's got to wear the skelly cap. He's got to be chugging beers. <laughs> He's got a, he's got a, like, dad bod out. I like the new sassy Tom Brady we've been hearing more of since he left New England. He's kind of been feeling himself a little bit more. He's not giving the same answers. You're right. He can't regress. He can't go back to, uh, you know, we're just focused on what's best for the team. I want that Tom Brady. I want the new guy. If Tom Brady comes back here, he has to hang out at Sullivan's Tap. He has to live in the North End. Oh, man. These are all the rules. Yep. And like, not like a nice place in the North End either. Like a crappy North End apartment. He can live in a nice place. No, he can't. I'm going to keep it real. Him and Hoyer need to sublet Is he going to live in a... One time I looked at an apartment in the North End. It had a bathroom, mm-hmm. but it had a separate room that was like across the apartment where the toilet was. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet was in a single closet. Wow. And the, like ba- the rest of the bathroom was on the other side of the apartment. Yeah, a little it outhouse. so weird. Interesting. Was, was there like, a sink in the toilet room or no? No. Really? Just the toilet. Just like the you toilet. You opened the door and there was a toilet there. <laughs> it was... The, some of the apartments that are out there are wild. This was many years <laughs> Our ago. Our people had to make do in the, in the North like, End. That's what it is. Or someone was like, I like my bathroom without the toilet. Yeah. I like to be as far away as possible. <laughs> yeah, I like to stretch the, my legs. I like to really walk it out when I toilet go. Toilet needs its own room. Um, 617-779-7937. Jake in Lemonster. Go ahead, Jake. Yes, I was just wanting your guys' opinions on why the Patriots landed at the as the favorite to land Lamar Jackson. Like, we're not known for paying quarterbacks or any of this, and I feel like Lamar is going to get a paycheck. So yeah, Jake, it's a, great, it's a great question. It's because people are dumb. It's because people are really dumb, and I that was a good question. Wise guys just sort of looked at it and thought, all right, who needs a quarterback? Who really needs a quarterback? Well, Patriots, they don't even really need a quarterback. Like, they could, the they could use one. I don't know if they really need one, but... 
these wise guys, these odds makers, they know how to get action. And putting them up as the top one that's going to get some buzz, it people depend- bet on it. It also depends what website you look at. Because I looked true. at a couple others, and the Patriots were not the favorite. They were in the top three, but they weren't the favorite. Sportsbetting.ag, it says uh, uh, NFL free agency, Lamar Jackson, next team, if not the Ravens. Patriots, number one, at plus 400. Then the Jets, Falcons, Raiders, Bucks, Commanders, Titans, Saints, Niners, Panthers, Texans, Packers, Rams. Um, you know, we haven't mentioned the Packers and Rodgers much in our QB carousel conversation. But let's get to the rest of the calls. Dave is in West Springfield. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, hold on. There you are. Hey, um, I was just going to comment on the Brady thing, but the coach thing I was going to comment on, too. Shoot. I think back when I grew up in the 80s, you've seen a lot of sick coaches go to teams to be successful, and it's kind of like a 50-50 chance nowadays. So I don't think a lot of coaches look at these teams and go, am I going to be successful there or anything like that? And the Pagolata will take it from uh, me. I'm a San Fran fan. Like uh, a lot of the coaches we lose, we've been lucky, but I'm, I'm like, we lose this defensive coach. Are they going to be as good as they are next year? I don't know. Yeah, know? Dave, it's a fair point. Um, I think that with head coaches in particular, most of the time when a head coach takes a new job, they take it on a team that sucked the year before, and the team, that's the reason they fired their coach, because they weren't any good. <laughs> like, right. It's not Very often fair. that, you know, a good team fires their coach. So, uh, except for the Celtics. <laughs> but other than that, you know, you don't really see that that often. So, I mean, that's just sort of the nature of it. But um, in terms of position coaches and coordinators and things like that, yeah, I mean, listen, it's the same sort of thing. I remember, um, who was the, uh, it was the Seahawks defensive coordinator in the Legion of Boom, and then he went to coach the Falcons. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, what the hell was his name? It's not Dan Quinn. Maybe it is Dan Quinn, yeah. Uh, I think we were just talking about him. And everyone thought, oh, the Falcons finally lied. They finally got a guy who can coach up that defense, someone who can help with the, uh, you know, the offense is already good, but now they got someone who can really implement a defensive scheme that's going to make that team unstoppable. And it never happened. It just doesn't work like that, you know? Like, I feel like that's never really the way things go. Um, but, you know, you try, and that was I thought it was a good hire at the time. That guy was going to get hired by somebody. You might as well put him on an offensive team that needed help on defense. Uh, but it just, you know... Didn't work. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. My good friend Polly is in the truck. Uh, hello, Polly. Hey, what do you say, guys? What's up, um, Christian? I have to correct you first. Uh, Tom Brady didn't want to be in Miami this past year. Tom Brady wanted to be in his, his boyhood dream in San Fran. That's where he was headed last year. That's where he wanted to go. Okay, but the Miami Dolphins. How about that, Polly? The Dolphins and everybody, they put a whole secret meeting together to try and get him on the yacht and get him to sign with the Dolphins. By the the end, by the time the season ended and and all that stuff, uh, everything, the smoke cleared, the dust settled, he was on his way to San Fran. Didn't even I Greasy to be like his quarterbacks coach. It was his uh, roommate in Michigan. You want to go play, throw the Michigan card at me? That's where he was headed. Okay, okay. Glazer made him stay. So there's got to be a certain amount of resentment. There's no way he's staying there. He was checked out uh, this year in Tampa Bay because of that, and then and that's why Gronk wouldn't play. Is by the way, so you, you know I know this is you just you just want to hone your skills in your opposition. I need the rest this year. We'll see you next year when we're where we want to be, which isn't here. Okay, so then he doubled down on that when his when his wife left him. So he was completely out of it, checked out there three three times as bad this year than he was here in 2019. Okay. All right, that, Polly, we got to go. We're up against the Polly, we're up against the break. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, the call screen said he's going to be going I back to the understand anything East Coast. I, I was about. having a hard time following that myself, and we were up against the uh, clock anyway. Um, East Coast. I mean, it, we'll see. 
We'll see if that stuff he says when it's convenient about his family and being close to the kids and all that is really true or not. I don't know. Um, we'll see if he even keeps playing at all. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll get to the rest of your phone calls and the almost end of the show with Ryan Garvin. That's all next. 617-779-7937. It's Arkan and Mego. Let's do like a lightning round and try that and get through good. these calls before uh, before we get to the almost end of the show. Joe is in the car. Hey, Joe. What's up, guys? What's up, Joe? Hey, Mago, I, I gotta, I gotta, you keep going on this radio station saying, where's the money? Where's they gonna get the money? Mm-hmm. You have no idea, you have no idea how the salary cap works at all. Okay. Just Please the, educate the, me. Uh, you, you can't, you, 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 you know you don't. You have no idea. The Pats can certainly make that deal with Lamar Jackson without a doubt. Okay, without and they're gonna bring in DeAndre Hopkins you should, too? You should, absolutely. <laughs> what you think of the Rams did? How do you think the Rams got all those? Yeah, players? where are they, they now? They traded draft picks for them. Well, where are they now? So who cares? Who cares where are they now? They won a Super Bowl. So for you to keep saying where's the money, you have, you have no idea how the salary cap works at You're all. You're right. You're right, Joe. Cap is crap. It doesn't even matter. You can play. It's play money. You can throw it around however you want. I'm sure if you go to your guys on your team right now, they're going to push all their money off into the future. And oh. then you can bring in DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Jackson. That's totally realistic. We see it happen all the time. I just Jeff. like it. He's like, you don't understand how the salary cap works. And you're like, all right, explain it to me. They're going to go and sign Lamar Jackson. That's how. <laughs> and DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, Thank you. John is in Boston. Go ahead, John. Oh, hold on. Sorry. Got yeah, okay. There he is. Hi, John. Hey, Derek Carr and Sean Payton to the Texans. Uh, Sean Payton, you think after all this is going to go to the Texans? I think I think Sean Payton and Derek Carr are both going to go to the Texans. Why? Can I just ask why? I'm I'm curious. I just uh, they got uh, Sean Payton has ties there. Okay. When he was uh, when he was with uh, New Orleans, he was uh, living in Texas, or got his it. family was living in Texas. Okay. Thanks for the call, John. If you were Sean Payton and you took some time away from the sport and you had a chance to come back, and the one team that wanted you back was the Houston Texans, wouldn't you be like, I'm okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say. Mm. Since we're living in the Sean Payton sweepstakes world, that he's going to keep his options open. I would think he would. He's going, uh, hey, Cliff, how's Thailand? Is yeah. it nice this time of year? Okay, I'm going to come join you. We're going to give you Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, I'll be in Thailand. <laughs> uh, let's go to David in the car. Go ahead, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. You guys need to know how to do a lightning round. Get to the point. Whatever. Here's my, my lightning round. Yes. Hey. Tom Brady will not come to the Patriots. The only time you would see him here is if Brady, if uh, Belichick got fired. Brady's going to be either with the Raiders or the 49ers, depending how the 49ers end up this year. Period. All right. Thank Thanks, you for the David. call, David. I agree with you that there is next to no chance he comes back to New England. Um, whether Belichick, if Belichick's here, I'd say it's zero percent. If Belichick's not here, I'll bump it up to like point one percent, maybe. I just don't think uh, that this is on his list. I think he there's places that he wants to go. There's places he's talked about going and even schemed up a plan to get to. And the Patriots are not anywhere. I think even close to that. Uh, let's wrap it up with David in Ipswich. Go ahead, David. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Going hey, good, what's David. Up, David. What's up? David, turn your hey, radio I'm off, please. I'm going to get into Lamar Jackson and the Patriots, but uh, I'll go a little off topic. I think, realistically, the Patriots are going to do what the Patriots do, and they're not going to do nothing. And they're just going to change their coaching and try to come back with the same approach as they've been with Mac Jones or maybe Bailey Zappi. But what I want to see is the Minnesota Vikings get a real quarterback on that offense. 
Okay, thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. Um, I don't think the Patriots are realistically making a move at quarterback. I don't think that they are either. I think that they'll uh, let this play out with Mac a little bit, and I think if Mac has another bad year next year, then you may see something. But I think that at the very least, the organization understands that they didn't do right by him this last year and that he deserves another chance. And I think I agree with that, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, right. I'm there. I mean, there's so many other moves that you need to make to improve this offense before you move on to a different quarterback. Agreed. And with that, what's the time for, Ryan Garvin? It is time for the almost end of the show, which is sponsored by Cars for Kids. No more stressing over your old vehicle. Stop it. Donate it today and get it picked up tomorrow. It is the easiest service out there. Donate online at carsforkids.org. Of course, that is cars with a K. Now, I always like to think of like the the big cultural phenomenons that that uh, have have been a part of my life. We were just talking about the frosted tip phenomenon back in the early two thousands. I mean, who could forget fidget spinners and who could forget uh, you know gigapets, all that crap. Well, I will definitely look back fondly at this time when I have kids and I sit them down and I go, you guys really missed out on the cultural phenomenon that was, of course, I am talking about the Burger King commercial. Now, a very, very depraved mind sent this to me. Uh, Somebody mashed up all the Burger King uh, jingles and put it on one track and listen to how beautifully this syncs up. It's almost eerie. I heard it, and now you have to hear it too. Arkan, what's wrong? You didn't I, like that? I, I had to take my headphones off. It was that good, right? It's that, I, f- I felt like you my, don't want that getting stuck in your head. Like my brain was going to explode. That's how I felt <laughs> when I heard it too. I said, "Who really needs this?" Like honestly, who really needs this? Um, what else do we have? Oh, we were talking about the uh, Chargers Jaguars game earlier in the show, and there was a lot of plays in that game that really spelled the end of the uh, L.A. Chargers. That missed field goal wasn't really good, but. I think the moment that really kind of sealed it for them was, of course, Joey Bosa having a meltdown on the sideline, flipping out, slamming his helmet, getting a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. Well, of course, Joey Bosa was not happy about that and talked about it after the game. I need to be more accountable for my actions, obviously, but it's, it's a heated game, and I'm hurting out there. I'm playing on half a leg. Um, I'm getting dragged to the ground, whatever could hurt me along with screwing our team and yeah um, maybe some of them weren't as blatant as I thought but um, sorry to disappoint you it's uh, I think there just needs to be more accountability on uh, I mean if I say something to them I get a $40,000 fine but if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season they get to they're probably back in the locker room after the game, like, I got that. Oh, yeah, got him 15 yards. What a loser. I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Um, whatever, power trip. Um, I'm sick of those people. And I'm just got my third F bomb so far. Sorry, but man. Oof. There we have it. Always graceful in defeat, that Joey Bosa. I'm just a man, uh, those guys. (laughs) 
very pissed off. Sounds like Eeyore. I need to be. Need Sorry to, be. to disappoint uh, you. It More wasn't accountable. Wasn't very good. Uh. You know, his funny. brother had a great day, though. He's, yeah, he did. It sounds like the guy at the end of the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was interesting about with Bosa is so there was the one penalty he got because he said something to a ref, right? Yeah. And the ref like chased him and said, "What'd you say?" And like on his face and threw a flag. And then he took off his helmet and slammed it on the on the ground on the sideline. But he hadn't gotten to the sideline yet. He was still on the field, and that's a penalty all the time. If you take your helmet off, trip. Yeah, no, n- not a power trip. Head. You take your helmet off and slam it, you're going to get a penalty for that every single time, Joey. Sorry, buddy. That's just the way it is, the way it's always I'm been. I'm going to go see Mike after this. Mike McDaniel. I'm going to smoke a fat L, man. And just mm-hmm. let the rest of the season wash. And there you have it. That is the almost end of the show concluded. And now I saw this tweet at Keefe21. Quote, arguably the biggest at Rich Keefe show of all time wow. tonight. Starts at the stroke of six, which is five minutes from now. Don't go anywhere. With a brand new intro song plus a posture not contract update. Tier Tuesday, and of course, Key for Madness. I am very excited to listen to that, see where we are with David Posternock. And that, of course, brings us to the end of the show. There you have it. That's the end of the show. Rich Keefe is next with his new song. I, I like this old Tom I Green song. I love his current song. It's a good Tom Green song. It was a good tribute. Uh, that's all for me. That's all for Mega. We're back tomorrow with two. We'll talk to you then. Thanks to Razor and uh, Garvin and uh, everybody else, uh, Cooper and everybody else. Goodbye. We'll talk to you tomorrow too.